ABC North Queensland. It is 21 minutes to 11. Well, as much as we moan and groan about having to go to work, particularly on a Monday, it matters more than you might think. But the world has been turned upside down with many people unexpectedly out of a job. It is certainly a tough time. The last time we spoke with author and psychology consultant, Dr. Joe Lukens, we covered helpful ways to think and during uh, to think during challenging times like this and what we can do to manage worry. Well, today we are looking at how to stand up when we've been stood down. Good morning, Dr. Joe. Good morning, Joe. So it certainly has been a very tough time. What tips do you have for us to stand up when we've been stood down? Yeah, great topic, John Owen, and it hasn't the world changed even in the last two weeks since we last spoke. Um, and, and I think for people to understand is that when employment is taken from us, and certainly for most of us, that was unexpected. Um, that what happens to us is we have a grief response, and it's very similar to the grief we might experience, you know, if we lose a loved one, um, or if there's any other kind of loss in our lives, is that, you know, obviously the circumstances are different, but it's very normal for humans to have very much a grief response to uh, the removal of employment, and, and those emotional experiences that we have are very normal, um, although they're very unpleasant. They certainly are. Now, I understand that although people moan and groan about having to go to work and saying they'd rather stay at home, but it's definitely one of those things that's just important in our day-to-day lives, but how so? Well, I think what work does, in addition to obviously the obvious thing that lots of people would look to is that it financially keeps us upright. Um, so there's that, but there's a lot of a lot of us, uh, our identity, who we are, how we define ourselves comes through from our work. And, and the other thing that work gives us is it gives us routine predictability. Uh, for many of us, it's a, it's a place of social connection as well. And that's what we're finding for those, even those who are managing to continue to work, but perhaps doing that work from home category, you know, maintaining social connections become very important for them as well. So work serves many, many functions for us in addition to the financial remuneration. And I think one of the things that it's highlighted for all of us is, is the importance of work in our lives. Yeah, I can imagine when all this is all over, there'll be people celebrating in the streets and, you know, being quite quite happy, as you can imagine. But despite the obvious financial stress of losing your job, what is it psychology, psychologically that hits us so hard? Well, I, th- I think in this circumstance, you know, and it will vary for, for everybody, but for a lot of people, it was the, the unexpected nature of it. But even though we knew... Um, that there was a health crisis that was happening across the world and so forth. I think what happened, you know, there was virtually an announcement that things changed within 24, 48 hours, which of course needed to happen. Um, but I think it was the unexpected nature of it and, and people feeling out of control with those circumstances. And, and all of us are now placed in this reality of we're working out what the new normal is. Um, and some of us have been able to maintain work, some of us haven't, you know, and then there's been changes again with, with recent um, initiatives by the government that's actually putting people back into employment who were, who were out of employment a week ago. So um, it, it can be a, a tough time for everyone. Yeah, many of us out there can claim that we don't like to hold on to control too much and we can go with the flow, but it seems as though having control over particular aspects of our life is still crucial. Would you agree? 
Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I, I mean, we might we might like to say that we like to cruise along, but often it's usually on our, our own terms. So <laughs> it, it's it's finding ways to um, to get to a point of acceptance. And when we look at that grief response, there's a range of things that people go through, and hopefully, what happens is people work their way through to a phase we call acceptance, which is you don't have to like a circumstance, but when you're at the point you can accept it's happened to you. That's actually the point that it gives you. Well, we're having a bit of trouble with the phone. You still there? I am still there. See, it's not what happens to you; it's what you do with it. Isn't it? <laughs> how, how it came to me that I disappeared then, and I, I momentarily lost where I was at. But I think we were talking about the acceptance phase, mm. and that when we're at that point that we can accept our circumstances for what they are. Um, then that's the point where we're, it's almost like we give ourselves permission to move forward and that becomes really important for us because then we can, and some, you can see some people are already starting to do it, people are trying to find ways to be more creative in their business, um, people are finding ways to be creative in terms of their own learning or how can they prepare themselves better for when the opportunities are there to go back into employment. So that acceptance phase is really important for all of us. Yeah, it definitely is. We're listening to ABC North Queensland. You're hearing from Dr. Joe Lukens, who is an author and psychology consultant. Dr. Joe, we hear quite a lot about the the grief process and there's particular stages of that of that grief. It's well publicised in uh, in a lot of television shows and movies as well. But I understand it's not a particularly linear transgression. It's a bit more of a you know, jumbled spaghetti soup, would you say? Yeah, yeah, look, I think that's probably a more helpful way to view it. So um, the, the grief process was first talked about by a Swiss psychiatrist, Elizabeth Kubler-Ross, and she talked about there's essentially five elements to grief that people typically experience. That initial sort of stage of shock and disbelief and denial of, you know, I'm going to wake up tomorrow and find out this was all a horrible dream. And then people have experiences such as feeling um, anger, they might in their heads try to, you know, try to almost bargain in, as to what's happened, you know, what if I do this or if only I'd done this. And then people can often go through a, a phase of sadness. And it's interesting because her stages do, as you say, were are often presented as if, you know, we have these five stages. And I often say to my students at the uni, you know, these are the five elements that, that make up grief, but most people don't read textbooks. So we don't know that we're supposed to travel along in these five stages, which was never what Kubler-Ross actually intended. Um, and so I do tend to liken it to a bowl of spaghetti, um, that it does tend to, and that's what I've found in the last week, is that my feelings have jumped all over the place. You know, moments of thinking this can't have happened, moments of being, feeling sad about circumstances, moments of feeling irritated or annoyed about things, and it could even be little things like, you know, dropping the washing or something like that, getting annoyed about little things would normally annoy you. And then what happens is you eventually get yourself to a point when you work through all of that where you get to that phase of acceptance, which as I said is, is our helpful phase. Um, and I guess I just want to mention those phases for people because they're not necessarily pleasant, but they're very normal. So if people are going through things and wondering what's wrong with them, there's nothing wrong, but it's in in terms of how you're responding, it's 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 normal. It's just it's just tough when you're doing it. Yeah, it might be almost better to think of them as instead of being stages of grief, but being the uh, the aspects of and the yeah, elements yeah, I, of I, grief. I think that's a really helpful way to view it, Jonathan. It's those aspects. It's the elements of, of grief that come and go, and you know what you'll find is over time, it often does get a little bit easier depending on how your circumstances change. 
but not, you know, feeling like you haven't moved on. You know, people tell us you need to move on from grief. Well, you move through it, and um, and it's it, it's whatever it is for each person. And I imagine it would be quite a lot more difficult if you're the one who has to make the decision to stand your staff down, or even if you're self-employed to to stand yourself down. Is that correct? Uh, yes, yes. So I've spoken to a lot of employers over the last week, and they have really some really agonised over this decision because because as we said earlier, that work is a place of social connection as well. So um, some some grief for employers in terms of uh, in terms of having to do that, um, and and I guess that's something for employees to hold on to as well. But it's it's, it's a difficult thing to be done and to make that decision. Um, and I guess, you know, it resonates for me as a, as a sole practitioner. You know, most of my work finished up um, around about the time that, it, you know, all the restrictions were there being put in place. So it, it's that questioning yourself and, and what do I do next and what's going to happen and, and working through all of that. So there'd, there'd be very few people in our community that aren't significantly impacted through this time. Yeah, they definitely are. Now, as we did mention earlier, people who are lucky enough to still be able to work from home can still be facing, you know, that aspect of loneliness. What what sort of things can we do to, to overcome that? Well, first of all, know that that's a, a possibility. Um, I think that's important. I think, I think the most important thing for all of us through this time is to pay attention to yourself. You know, touch base with yourself every now and again and ask yourself how you're feeling. If it's been a while that you've had some contact with somebody else, then maybe think about how you can do that. So lots of employers that I've seen are doing some really great creative things about maintaining connection between people and that's incredibly important. But also, you know, whether it be ringing a friend, um, whether it be, you know, exercise is definitely still on the cards for us. So physical activity will be a great way to maintain your wellbeing and, you know, we are able to exercise with a friend. Um, so maybe that's an option. So whatever, whatever it is that you can do, but that human connect, connection is really important. And for people who are new to working from home, it, it is going to be different. And, and having some new routine around how you manage your work from home will be important for you. Yeah, it certainly is very important to manage that. Also, given the financial strain many people are facing, getting help with, with mental health may not be, or their mental health may not be affordable, but what can we do to to you know to, to overcome this and to and to help ourselves out well importantly there there are lots of options so if someone is um, feeling that they need to get some professional support in addition to whatever they might have through their own social networks it's important to know that there are options and there's some options out there that are free and some of the other things that are happening through telehealth now um, means that services with some health professionals are accessible by via Zoom or over the phone. So it certainly would be worth, uh, if you already have a relationship with a psychologist, I know that you can actually access some psychology services through telehealth. Um, and my understanding is, you need to check, but I, I think that can be partially or fully supported through Medicare. So again, check, check all of that first. But we've got all of those 24-7 mental health services that people can access, Beyond Blue, Lifeline, Open Arms for, for veterans and their families, we have the Kids Helpline, there's Men's Line Australia, there's the Suicide Callback Service. So there's a, there are a whole range, of, there, are, there are people and services out there to help. And so we definitely encourage each of us to check on our friends. I, I make a point of checking up on a couple of people every day that I haven't spoken to for a while. So check up on the people who are in our 
immediate circle, but also if someone is struggling, then maybe you're, you're the person that can help them to get in contact with a service or help them to find someone that they can talk to. But certainly if you're in that position, reach out because there are services there uh, to support you. Dr. Jo, it's always great to chat with you and looking forward to catching up with you again next uh, in a fortnight's time. Sounds good, John. I look forward to speaking to you then. Take care, everybody. Dr. Jo Lucan, she is a uh, pardon me, an author and a psychology consultant. You're listening to ABC North Queensland. Now, for 